Rumble Prime. It's May. We got a, an average show for you guys. You know what, Patrick? Why don't you just run this one? Take me home, country road, to the place where I belong. Is he going to keep going? I didn't, I didn't know how to land that. I don't know how to make a oh, Europa I, League the, reference or what, but... The, the plane is well and truly landed. Oh, wow. great. Okay. Maybe it's I do no want to do this after all. From, uh, from <laughs> our book report. We'll yeah, have to get I mean, him on the ones To the listeners, we, uh, we would have sent this podcast live in Vegas, as I imagined in my mind's eye, but we ended up selling our mics for one, roll, one more roll of the dice. Yeah. So. I, I will say every time on the roulette table I built an arsenal starting 11 in numbers, I lost every time. Didn't win a single one of those hands. Yeah, you should have just smashed Phil River 17. <laughs> Worked for other people. It's a Wobie, too. Of course it's a Wobie. The one uh, guy I've never put in the team. No, I think if you contextualized it that way, it wouldn't have hit. Oh, it no, would, yeah. It no would have changed, changed the juju on the table. <laughs> Double zero, hard smash. <laughs> if I'm starting a Wobie. Can I have a word, Gaffa? <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, all right. I uh, don't see much reasoning to do this anymore. Uh, our beloved top four race is, is coming to an unsweet conclusion. Uh, I don't want to draw any parallels with the start of this podcast and the fact that United and Arsenal are both languishing in fifth and sixth. Um, doesn't matter about the specific order, but that's where they are. And we can also talk title race because that is still what everyone else seems to be interested in. I don't really know why, but uh, that's also going on. We can talk about that. I think it's a nice uh, bouquet to wrap all this in by putting it in the lens of what have we learned? Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of like what we ask Andy, you know, like yeah. each, each week, what have you learned? How have you bettered yourself as a person? And maybe I'm being too hard on Andy because every year I expect something different from Arsenal and I've, I've never learned. Yeah. I think that's a good recurring theme. Yeah. Just get a we'll new get manager in there. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Get in, we'll get into it. So we'll get around to all that. We got some segments that you guys know and love. Uh, we got a Who's Man's, which always seems to be a crowd pleaser. And then a little Kiki Do You Start Me homework edition. So Andy's not the only one taking home book reports. Uh, Pat, I'll hit you with a brief of uh, building a team from the brown, from the ground up. And we'll blast it out on social so all the all the listeners can get, a, you know, get in on it. And then we'll lay out how we see... The last day of the season going, it went so fast. And then uh, what our off season will look like. We've got some some pretty stable ideas and then some weird out there ideas that we're thinking of introducing over the summer. The dog days of summer. Yeah, looking forward to it. Let's get into it. All right, all right. Let's talk turkey. Let's talk city. I don't know if you watched that game. Sure did. But uh, company's first shot from outside the box since 2013. Let's start it that way. Good lord! I mean, it's build build the damn statue. That's a build. it's an iconic. The next yeah, time it was the next time we do uh, we do girl talk. That's a, that's a contender for the image. Uh, mm. And Katie should be good at uh, describing that. I made her watch the entire thing, multiple replays, everything. Try to give her the context. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite work, but I mean, I think it's I think it's up there and certainly the recent folklore of of Premier Premier League moments, Premier League goals, especially if City goes on to win the title. It's just well, spectacular. Okay, so here's a question for you. Yes. Company with that pearl on Monday versus Aguero ripping his shirt off, first title for City. Who gets the statue first? I, I mean, I kind of feel like they build them together. But if I'm gunned to my head, I go company. Ooh. Um, and that's because he it's wore a, the armband. It's a mosaic. What's that? It's just a, it's just an, amal- an amalgamation of the two guys, like it happened at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, just pick up the Ronaldo. It's more statue, abstract. It's it like a Picasso. All the bot, the body's disheveled. Yeah, and you have like to a, figure it out. Like a blonde, bald head. <laughs> company's, uh, company's egghead. Irregardless, <laughs> I would not be surprised if a statue was in the near future for both those guys because, in just a total footballing fashion. When City's had such a great season, this was one particular game where um, I watched it all the way through. I actually didn't think they were that good. No. And then you just you just get the guy who hasn't even registered a shot in five years from outside the box curling one in, and you're like, 
how is this not the, the team that's going to win the whole thing? Because I, looking ahead to Brighton away, there's there's no way they don't win that game, right? Yeah, I mean it. It would be a it would be a historic bottle if they if they don't win that game outright, especially after what they've just gone through. It's away. Brighton's in decent form. If you remember, I mean, they obviously just tied Arsenal at Arsenal, and they took, but they also took Spurs all the way to uh, like the 88th minute or something like that before Erickson scored uh, in in Tottenham's new stadium. So I mean, I could I could see Brighton at home last game of the season being up for it. Uh, but I still think City's is taking all three points, and I think they're they're defending their title. Yeah, and it was moments like that shot. Like Leicester was gonna be the game if there was gonna be a slip up, and they yeah. navigated it well. But it's such a it's just a summary of this season and how t- how good those two teams are because Liverpool, to their credit, also has that team of destiny feel because week after week they're just pulling off absurd victories like Late I, think winners, of, yeah. I think of the Origi off the crossbar um, against Everton you know their comeback against Newcastle or rather um, I don't think it was a comeback but like the late winner against Newcastle you know they did it against Spurs when we were watching the game together yeah we we're gonna be like this is gonna be a goal um, yep. <laughs> so to think you know what we've always known that one of these two teams is gonna walk away with nothing is um, just a testament to the whole new level that they've been on yeah, I mean it's 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 ridiculous. Liverpool is a very very real possibility from finishing the Premier League season. One loss, seven draws, plus nearly seventy goal differential, and without mm-hmm. a trophy. And I guess now that we're talking in the context of those two together, it's a we're 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 talking about it a little early on, um, you know. But in the spirit of hot takes and early predictions, I'm assuming these two will be odds on favorites for next season if they come back with the same teams who do you think who do you think is going to take it do you think liverpool is going to have that chip on their shoulder or do you think they're going to fall back a little bit from just the emotional you know toll of coming all this way for nothing you know i i i don't see how liverpool can't get better um with like the the youth that they have and the the rotations that they have if Mm -hmm. they're able to retain shakiri you know origi and sturridge both found form under klopp uh, you know, Oxley Chamberlain might be fit again, and who knows what. Sturridge found form under Klopp is a bit complimentary, but a, I don't. I don't think it's he so wasn't much even a making, Klopp he thing. Wasn't even, he wasn't even making the the eighteen. He's contributing <laughs> in like big games now. Um, Origi yeah. too. I mean, it, it's more Origi recently. Origi, Sturridge had yeah, a yeah. pretty. You know, but, but like to, to to your point, they had they. I don't know how much better Liverpool could have done this season. It's so it is. It's kind I of. Think, if it's not this year, will it ever be any year? Is it? I think it's a legitimate question, and if they're not able to pull it off, uh, it's one that they're going to be thinking about for but sure. I guess two points there to to go off of what you just said. I think it's one of those seasons where City's going to come back just as strong, if not stronger. Likewise for Liverpool, maybe it's the same exact season, and Liverpool just happened to pick up one or two more points. You know, it yeah. feels like it's it's on such a it's it's hanging on a dime. That it could go either way, but um, yeah, but I wonder a little bit about you know Fernandinho company uh, as they kind of you know get up there in years. Like I mean, it's a the margin for error is so slim, and I kind of feel like Liverpool is on an uptick. Where City, I don't want to say they're declining because they're still producing, but you know I wonder how much longer they can keep it going. Well, you've uh, got to think, people, and they might have a, a transfer ban themselves. City. I didn't they're know being that. like investigated for like financial fair play. I mean, they're oh. they're they're investigated every year for that. And oh, oh, the team that uh, just funnels money out of the Saudi government. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, one of the two teams. PSG is forced to sell sixty million dollars <laughs> this year, so they'll just sell uh, Mbappe to Madrid and then yeah, buy that'll make up. People. Yeah, yeah, they'll be they'll be just fine with that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, I digress. I I I don't see another team contending with them next year. Well, I mean, uh, I guess look at the. the the trough on which all four other pigs feed on. <laughs> Chelsea is in pole position to finish third, and their team had an open player rebellion this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we have to give Chelsea credit. We, we both kind of thought they might be uh, dead in the water after that, after this, the, um, the sorry Kepa incident. They kept it together. I mean, I wonder. It was almost not only kept it together, it was almost a catalyst in a, such a strange right. way. 
Right. I mean, it's, it's they didn't even they weren't all that convincing. Um, they they just managed to you know tie a couple games they should have won and win a couple games. They screwed like, up the least. Right. Like if you look at just like the run of form, and I think this is the truest discrepancy. Right. You're at the business end of the season. City and Liverpool of their last five games have each taken 15 points. You look at anybody else in the top four, no one else has won more than two games. Mm-hmm. It looks like a combined six wins in the last combined 20 games for three through six. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's disgraceful. Yeah. No. Um, I don't think any of those teams, obviously you get, you know, you're happy because you hit a mark of making Champions League if you're third or fourth. I don't think any of those four teams, our two teams are included, will walk away this season with their head held high because we are limping to the barn in the truest sense. Um, But one thing I did want to run by you, this, I don't know what kind of take this is or on on the, on the hot to cold scale, but it seems to me like Chelsea needed champions league football the least out of all four teams because maybe, maybe not so much for sorry, because we know Abramovich has a, you know, trigger happy finger, but with the transfer ban, it almost seems like a take stock season. They're not going to go in with ambitions of winning, I feel like. And it almost seems like it's you would you would almost rather be okay with a competition where you can blood the youngsters. It, I feel like we're going into a season where Loftus-Cheek, Hudson-Odoi, and Pulisic are going to replace the old guard of Pedro, Willian, and uh, Homer Simpson, Higuain. So it... <laughs> I feel like Giroud's out as well. I don't know. When you look at Tottenham with needing to pay off their new stadium with Champions League football, they doubled down. Uh, Arsenal, you, all, you this whole time you've been saying a metric of a good season is is getting into um, getting into the Champions League, and I guess you could say the same for Chelsea. But I do think the uh, the uh, transfer ban adds, adds another dynamic there. Right. Like, what kind of season are they expecting to have? Then again, Carl seems dead set on them delaying it. So. I don't know how much to read into that. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, they'll probably get this um, this summer window and get like a deferred, and so they'll they'll probably just load up this summer. Mm-hmm. That's probably what'll happen. I bet right. you they get this summer because they're gonna have to sell Hazard. So like they could probably even make it. I mean, I don't know if there's like a sympathy case, but if you have to sell Hazard, you know, you need to be able to replace. <laughs> did you see that? Uh, did you see that video of the dudes pulling up next to him in the car? Yeah, dude, Hazard is all time, man. I love that. Cold, dude. so yeah. cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he seems to be. But the thing is, like, he's he's also had one of his historical best seasons at Chelsea. Uh, it's a different type of season for him, but he's got 15 goals, 15 assists. Only only playing the Premier League to do that. Uh, and you know, I think that you know, much much the way that I'm looking at um, Aaron Ramsey to a lesser degree, kind of in terms of his impact on the field, um, mm-hmm. but more so. You know, being on the way out and being a consummate professional, especially when we've seen instances, you know, at Arsenal with uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Sanchez, you know, among others who have kind of really mailed it in on their way out. And then Chelsea could probably even relate with, um, uh, what's his name, Uh, Courtois seemed to be pretty apathetic towards the end. It uh, is same always thing a with, uh, Diego Costa. So I think having somebody play out their contract, I mean, I think he's still a Chelsea legend. I think all time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, it's always one of those fine lines of a player leaving a club. How are they going to be received when they leave? What's their legacy? How would they? How you know? How would the fans treat them if they come back to play a game? It seems like Hazard can leave with his you know head held high and in in the high regard of the fans. Um, I don't think they'll treat him negatively because no. he has won. Everything yep. there is to win minus the Champions League. And he's like, guys, we're not in a position where we're going to win the Champions League. I'm in the, I'm, I'm at peak, not going up anymore. If anything on its way down, I need to go to a club like Real Madrid or whatever and, and you know, live out my dream and give yeah. this a shot. And not for nothing, Madrid's in kind of this weird state where Hazard could legit be like that, the, their, their premier player. Mm-hmm. Going into next season, so I mean, it's a, it's a really, really attractive offer for him. I expect him to go in the summer. Um, it'll be sad not seeing him in the Premier League as yeah. much. He's just you know, absolutely electric to watch, losing a treasure. Right. And uh, yeah. conversely, to the point of how fans treat former players, can we talk about Suarez and Liverpool? How Liverpool fans drew the line at he might celebrate in front of us. <laughs> 
Whereas yeah. they defended him through the racism scandal and the biting of other players. But no, no, no. The line is, I will, I will celebrate at Anfield. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and and try and put logic in a in a Liverpool fan's head. I, I think that's a that's a losing battle. Yeah. Uh, what can yeah. you say about that middle school education? But yeah, I will say, I will say <laughs> there is there is something to behold about Anfield, the support that Liverpool has. You know, you you can feel that watching it on a TV. I can only imagine yeah, no, how. No, it's pretty quiet to me. Intimidating it is to play there. Old Trafford's uh, atmosphere is better. Oh man. <laughs> the, the, the Stretford end hasn't heard noise in, in years. Uh, no, but what it, was that? Sorry, I just I just took my hearing aid out. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just just poking fun at Liverpool. Uh, no, it's it's they turned a tie against uh, against Barcelona in an absolutely epic way today. You, yeah, it's, you got to respect a, it. Yeah, it's such a crazy place to play. Uh, yeah, I kind of forget how I even got on this tangent. I don't know, but anyway, shout yeah. out. I mean, hey, shout out the game. Yeah, shout anytime. Out oh, that's a good idea. Anytime you get on a tangent and forget your train of thought, it'll just be a shout out the game segment because that seems like a broad enough tie back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Shout, we'll, shout we'll probably have. Yeah, we'll have. A, we'll probably have a few more tries this episode. All right, let's spin. Uh, oh, I didn't build in time for Spurs because I don't care. So, do you want to do thirty seconds of shit? Or do you want to just take a pass because you don't care enough? No, I'm, I'll take a pass. I'll take a pass. All right. Got nothing for you. Yeah. They did enough early. That's what <laughs> you can say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I would have loved for them to be in a financial hole where they banked on paying for their stadium with Champions League football and it didn't pan out. Yeah. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have taken much. Mm-hmm. Just a- just Bummer. All right. Well, let's let's spin the wheel. United or Arsenal? Where do you want to start? Let's start with United because they're the only ones that are officially eliminated from top four. Mm. Yeah. You, you guys going to knock in? What is it? Six goals? It's eight, but by us winning and Tottenham losing, it's already down to six. So I'm just that looking was, for six. That extras. was pure that was pure art of the deal. I knew it was eight. I said six, so you could correct me with a higher number. <laughs> Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, <laughs> All right, no, well. they're 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 both out. Um no let's start on let's start on United. I think that United has been All right. the, the 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 nail's been in the coffin a little further. It's a little a little it, easier to talk about it, I think. Arsenal's still a little fresh of a wound. Been a weird season. Uh, it's kind of come in three waves. Uh, you know, the Mourinho years, the high social and the low social, I guess is a way to summarize it. I, I thought about it in the context of what I was saying of like, what have we learned this season? And I think the takeaway is it's not all the manager's fault. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's it's not like that was a, totally blind idea when it was going on. I, f- I like to think that people kind of knew that along the way because, I mean, Mourinho had his faults. Like, he lived in a hotel suite by himself. Like, he didn't endear himself to Manchester. He right. isolated himself from, you know, the players, and you can always talk about his player management. But, I mean, no doubt the man's a winner, but, like, now we know why he went crazy. Now we know why he smashed the water crates and and the respect rant. Like it all makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah. Um, Gary Neville had a really great well requote of Mourinho. Mourinho in an interview claimed getting second place with that team was his biggest ever accomplishment. And at first, <laughs> I love Mourinho, man. At first, it best. sounded it sounded like a dig, but now it's like, oh shit, yeah, that was the same team, and we finished in second place last year. But um, yeah. I want to keep this. I don't know. I want to. I want to keep a rant to a short, and I want to sort of bring you in where I can, so it's not just goddamn echo chamber. But aside from the manager, it, the end of the season has really brought out the other two parts of the triumvirate, uh, so to speak. So the players in the front office, and it's easier to direct first to the players because I don't think I've ever heard Edward Edwardward speak. Uh, you, you know, you just get the cutaway of him looking frumpy in the in the in the tech box. <laughs> but I don't think. What if he just sounded like Gilbert Gottfried? You know, you just never you know. You wouldn't know. 
You would not you know. know. But um, unless unless we're trotting out the academy players next year, I don't. I don't think we can fully gut this squad, so it's it's a question of how do you motivate this group. And I'm wondering from an outside perspective what you think is happening because I don't I don't know what's happening. I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why the players are not caring. Yeah, well, I think that I think there's a couple things. I think that um, what have we learned? I think that the the talent on United's roster isn't it's just not good enough. That's I I just think that. Top to bottom, uh, they're just not good enough. Right. They're good enough to be a top four team. They're good enough to be in this mess of top four and be competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not good to break out of that. They're not good enough to compete in Europe. Um, that- and, you know, they've shown they've shown spurts of what they can be. But I think you could say that about Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, and United. I think you've seen all four of those teams show why people get excited about them every single year. Uh, but I think what with United. I think maybe there was a little bit of apathy that set in once they realized, like, okay, top four is going to be tough, and, you know, we got this run of games, and, you know, they didn't really show out against City. Yeah, I, I'm real, I'm willing to write that off to a degree because they had a really trying season, and then, really? of course, you want to hmm. see a little bit more grit. But, you know, I, I, I think that there's... I don't. I don't want to say that the full hire of Ole was a bad decision. I don't. I don't really know what they would were left to do. Um, but like the man doesn't really have managerial chops, and so if he can't motivate that team, what is he left with? That yeah, would be my uh, biggest concern as a United fan: is what what tools does this man have if he can't motivate this team? So that would concern me going into next year. But I think that if he cleans house, he can send a message get in some proper signings, then then I think he can turn it around in terms of the mentality. The quality and the tactics, I think, you know, you're relying on the quality of the players and the tactics. I, I don't think he has it. Um, but yeah, I, with that mentality, you can win a lot of games, those fringe games, in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. With I their mean, elevated talent. You, well, you I, see I, what I'm saying? Like, if they bring that mentality with their talent discrepancy just due to sheer you know, like cash, they can win a lot of games in the Premier League. Yeah. Well, I'm about to go into a Stephen A. Smith moment. Let's call it what it is. Uh, Setting expectations for next season, like let's be straight up, it's not winning the title. I don't – it's delusion, absolute delusion. It's let's try and make top four. That's straight up where we're at because it's a full rebuild that's necessary. Would you consider a different different approach if – after after a summer transfer window, do you think that there's a summer transfer window that could get you to the point where you think you're a title contender? No, 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 no. Because I think a summer transfer window. What is that? Unless it's you're going nuts. It's like three, four players. That to right. me seems like a summer transfer window. That is seven players of this existing team that you've got to figure out. And you and I are both on the same page about the team not being good enough. And I liked your point about the top four. What Liverpool and City have made very clear is that those four teams are not good enough. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, took, I, I took somewhat heart in the fact that I think against Chelsea, when we just played them, we were the better team until the De Gea incident. And then it was like we were deflated and Chelsea held out for a draw. Right. I thought we played better on the day. So, you know, I'm not disheartened about the gap between – us and the rest of us like shittier teams but um the thing that i still can't figure out aside from talent is the motivation i i i don't really get it because even before chelsea and the de gea era um i think everton was the worst game of our season and i'm counting the Mourinho games four nil away to everton and i watched you know even the more broken down analysis of players walking around and i I, I think I have to chalk it up to like the lack of leadership in the dressing room. So when you think about who you're bringing in in the transfer season, don't just think about ah, the problem with, I mean, this is the second half of what I was eventually going to get on, but front office, Manchester United, you're a global entity and marketing is so important. You know, I think, I think we're going to look at the like spicier names of like James Rodriguez, Gareth Bale, um, Dabala, you know, who's going to sell jerseys and whatnot, but like, who are the right players for the team? And I hope they're strong enough to back Ale, and I hope Ale is smart enough to realize that we're not just trying to cash grab 
expensive players. I think I think Ole's on point. I think he's got the right mindset for the job. I wonder about his aptitude, and I wonder about if he's going to be truly given the keys. I think that if he's, I think that if there's, I mean, I, th- I think this way of any board. I think that if if yes. you kind of have a manager in a position where you have a contingency plan of I don't know if it's going to work out, so I don't want to give him too much money. You're setting him up for failure, especially with yes. the degree that City and Liverpool are. Are, are separating themselves you a half measure just won't be good enough and people like people are smart enough they're going to know that like united knows they're not as good as city they know they're not as good as liverpool they're two biggest rivals mm-hmm. like that's got to be disheartening that's got to be a tough thing mm-hmm. to to just walk on the field and know that you don't like the first sign of trouble like they you know you, you thought they were done you know and they, yeah. they miss some big opportunities whatever you know they're it, it they, they play like a team that knows they're not quite good enough. Like I, even again in that Tottenham mm-hmm. game, one of Ole's first games, you know, they were good enough, and then they got the lead, and it almost like felt it felt like they got nervous, like they were like, "Oh my god, I didn't think we'd be yeah. beating Tottenham here." Um, so I think that there's a mentality shift. I think that you need to get, you know, either either some people around Pogba that allows him to like really have fun and play really really creatively, mm-hmm. or you know, I think in addition, some people around Pogba and closer to Pogba who you know, we'll get stuck in, you know, like a Roy Keane, a Gattuso type, you know, obviously you're not going to get all time legends, but get somebody in there. Who's not afraid to get stuck in, even like Fabinho, like for Liverpool today, you know, he was pushing around Messi, Robertson's throwing, you know, throwing Messi's head to the ground, you know, there get someone who's willing to mix it up and add a little bit of character to that team. Um, I think the team's missing the backbone that it had during that Ferguson era. I think they have, they still have, when they get, when they get going, you can feel that they still have it, but like that, that backbone, that, that grit that you know they're they're down one in the 75th minute and the other team knows like they're in trouble yeah and, that, and that's gone totally and this is definitely recurring you know for the the, the latter episodes of prem de la prem when we talk about united just um the kind of player and mentality that you need at united and i, I like how you brought up if this is going to work you have to back the manager um i did some investigative journalism just because uh, I've got some time on my hands this week. Yeah, and that's what we do here. Remember, I think back to the very first episode we did when we were talking about expectations for the season, and right before the season started, Mourinho started to say some really questionable things about United and not and the transfer policy and the board not making the signings that he wanted, and you just got a feeling that it was going to be a rough season. Yeah, um, and at the time, everyone was like, you know, that's that was the that's the struggle with Mourinho because you're just like, oh, he's all crazy yep, Mourinho talking yep, about exactly. You, you don't put a lot of weight exactly, in that. and you know that's I guess I guess that's kind of live by the sword, die by the sword for Mourinho. Like he's got to he's got to <laughs> deal with the fact that he's just he's done that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I agree I'm, with you. Top four should be the goal for United next year, and I think it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, and uh, the one last thing I wanted to add, just so you see the theme develop here. Um, yeah, so Mourinho wanted another defender. They wouldn't let the board wouldn't back him. They wouldn't let him buy one, and that's when he was started to just kind of just uh, uh, flips switch flip in his mind and go a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Van Hal did an interview with BBC. Uh, about a month ago, and I wanted to pull one excerpt out of here, um, quoting on the transfer policy and how you know he he's obviously doing a little bit of self-preservation, but he was talking about the season he got fired and how the players he brought in were busts, and he was talking about bringing in a striker because Van Persie was too old, and Rooney had to make room for him in the middle. He goes, "It's kind of a diss too. It's it's pretty great. I wanted a first-class striker." I don't want to go through all the names, but when you can't have the first or second choice, you have to be happy with the fourth or fifth. So Falcao came into the picture. <laughs> wow. Uh, but again, that is just another thematic example of the board not backing the managers. And the managers are literally the figurehead. Um, you know, they are the person you will point your eye or to because it's a smaller number of people yeah. than the players. And like I said, I've never heard Woodward speak. You know, I can't direct my anger at this this shadowy figure, even though people are starting to, you know, realize it, and maybe they've yeah. realized it for a while. But I think, um, I think yeah. too, one of the one of the uh, maybe a nice way to, to to cap this off with them is, you know, they seemingly got in on Alexi Sanchez so that City didn't get him. I don't think if that's if there's any truth to that, that's pretty ridiculous way to go about your transfer policy. 
Uh, and so I think that they just got to do a real big reset up top. And I agree with you. It starts with Woodward or, or you know whoever's yeah. who, whoever's allowing either if if it's Woodward making decisions or wh- what he's allowing decisions to be made. You know somebody's got to. I mean, it depends on your ambition. If you yeah. want to be title contenders, then well, then you gotta you gotta let it go. That's why, yeah. And just to wrap it up, that's why I fear for the you know the big blockbuster signings of James Rodriguez or Gareth Bale, who very vociferously and vocally wants to stay in Madrid, does not want to be at United. Um, I'd worry that we throw money at the problem in that regard, and then we end up with another the wrong players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's always the fear in the transfer window. All right. Well, uh, good afternoon and good evening. (laughs) Let's talk about the number one uh, piece of news circulating around Arsenal. Uh, Petr Cech released a single called That's Football. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to put that in the... on the Instagram page. That is ridiculous. I have not heard that. I will have to listen to that. I cannot offer comment. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. I, uh, I don't think we're flying above the radar enough yet for this to be an issue instead of the normal intro song i'd love it if you just slap that on there for the next episode (laughs) i might how about this i'll put it at the um i'll put it maybe i'll do a little taste at the beginning maybe not i'll I'll decide when i'm editing it uh but i'll definitely put it at the end i defer uh, to the producer yeah i'll definitely put it at the end so at least people have the context for the whole song but i might i might give them a little weird i might might, might play with them a little bit yeah that song slaps okay What's the name? What's the name of the song? That's football. That's football, featuring Queen drummer. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, well, he um, hasn't. I don't, I don't think he's released it yet. All right. Well, it'll be out there soon. Well, uh, you, you guys will get this from us from another. All right. Venue. Let's let's get down to brass track brass tacks. I'm going to trigger you and let you talk. Yikes. Here we go. Since Wenger's last season, Emery has improved the points tally by four at this current state and sits one position higher. Uh, what are the positives you're taking away and your biggest disappointments? What are, what are my positives? Yeah. Um, I think we clear, cl- more clearly know what our what our flaws are. Get the ball to a Wobi. <laughs> <laughs> At all costs. <laughs> Number 17. Bang it twice. Uh, my biggest my biggest my biggest disappointment is um, well, I, th- I think one. I think one of the big things I think that I, I did, you know, it, it did add right back to a negative. But Arsenal did have a downturn <laughs> in the middle of the season, and it didn't. It didn't look good for them, you know. In, around December, they had you know had the long winning streak, and then they faced adversity, and then it didn't seem like they were going to turn it around. And then they did, and they've been trugging along in Europa, and they put themselves in a position to win on the home stretch. Yes, not uh, all my is biggest. Lost. Yeah, my biggest disappointment is on that home stretch, um, you know, they've taken four points out of their last six games. They've taken one point out of their last four games. And for me, that doesn't necessarily speak to, you know, I, I, I don't think you can say that's that's Arsenal. Uh, I think that there's a mentality of certain players. It's a defeatist mentality. I don't think that there's a true leader on the team. I don't think the team has grit and backbone. I think there's a lot of similarities. Similar, wow, I to hate, United. I, yeah, I never. In thought terms I'd of the character, that. the quality, um, and and you know, I I and I think that the the, the when I, when I said like the. I think that's what Arsenal needs. Like Torreira was a step in the right direction, Leno was a step in the right de- direction, Socrates was a step in the right direction. But you know, Jaka gave away I think one of the dumbest penalties I've ever seen in one of the biggest games. You know, I shouldn't say biggest games because it's against Brighton, but that's what it was at this point in the season. You know, there, for as much as he's improved, there's like a there's a quality standard of not being a moron that you need to meet to be a professional. You know, football player playing in the Champions League, and Granit Xhaka does not meet that. Mustafi does not meet that. Uh, you know, and then there's other people I think in Arsenal who don't quite have World the Cup winner Mustafi. You bite your tongue, right? Yeah, and I, I, I actually don't don't hate Mustafi. Uh, one of the things, actually, I'll tease it at the end of the episode. Man, I'm getting better at this whole not just rambling. Well, oh, I shouldn't they, say that, uh, but I'm teasing something to the end to make people land the plane. My biggest disappointment. My biggest disappointment is the lack of character and the lack of grit. I think the biggest thing I'm happy about is Aubameyang and Lacazette can play in this league and they can produce in this league. Mm-hmm. Arsenal gave up 50 goals this year. 50, 50 goals. That's a lot of goals. That is. There's more goals than they've it's given more up. more than 49. 
Yeah, they've given up. I mean, they've. I. I. It, it was earlier in in the season, and I don't think they've been tracking any better. But it was the worst defensive campaign in the Premier League era for Arsenal at one point. And so they got stuff to fix for sure. And Leno's made strides. Koscielny, I mean, he's on borrowed time. I love the man, but it's he needs to be replaced. You know, hopefully Holding and uh, and Bellerin can come back. And you know, I'm I'm kind of sitting right on the fence right now because I I didn't like how they finished the Premier League campaign. It seemed like they just they they, they didn't care is I think the biggest thing, or they didn't the, there wasn't a sense of urgency. I think is the better way to say that with the you know the team selections, uh, you know what the the players were getting after on the field. Yeah. Is, it seems like Emery very subtly switched his focus to the Europa League, which is his bread and butter. Right. And now, you know, he, you, you got all that bread and all that butter in one basket. And I like my bread and my butter in, my se- in separate packers. I like it one, spread. One for spread because you, nice, yeah, you want nice toasty buns, spreadable butter, you know? And now we just got them all mixed together. We're hoping the butter melts on time. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. But we're up. We're up. And I think that we can go to Valencia and take care of business, and then it's one game. Mm-hmm. It's one game, and I think it's going to be one game against Chelsea. Um, and shit, man, like that's it. That's going to be a cracker. Champ- Chelsea, yeah, Arsenal, it, London final. That'll be nice. Yeah, I mean, if if we're um, if we, it's 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 this simple. Like, if you want to be in Champions League, you you got one or two ways to do it, and that's that's a game you need to win. I'll be okay with Arsenal not being good enough for Champions League. I'll be disappointed. But if they lose that game, well, they're not good enough for Champions League. And because it went down to one game. It's almost more right. deserved, like United finishing seventh and winning the uh, Europa League final. You know, it's like you f- you found the trap door that, that got you snuck in there. Yeah, but, yeah. And then to Mourinho's credit, he went and finished second the next season. So he capitalized on it. Right. Uh, and and I think that with Arsenal, I can see it going both ways. Obviously, getting the Champions League, maybe you raise the stakes, you bring in some new people, you get rid of some people. Um and you give Emery, you know, another year. Like you definitely, like Emery's. There's no question about Emery's job security. He gets another transfer window, mm-hmm. another chance to put oh, his yeah. identity on this oh, team. Yeah. You know, that, I think that's a big, big thing. Oh, yeah. I don't think his job should be in jeopardy. Full stop. I don't care what happens. I don't care if we lose. No, it's crazy. To Valencia. It's crazy. It's, it's it's ridiculous. But I I do worry about us going to the Europa League and then who we can recruit. But the positive of that is hopefully it's an impetus for change. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. He can, you know, he'll probably shepherd um, Mkhitaryan out. Ozil is a, is possible to go out. You know, he never seemed to kind of get fully into Emery's plans. Um, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to Xhaka. I hope he goes. I hope Mustafi goes, and I hope he bring in some. I hope, I hope, I hope there's one big signing. That is my hope for Arsenal. To say, you know what, we are willing to take another step mm-hmm. forward. I don't know if it's a, a in Umtiti, somebody like Bruno Fernandez. Um, you know, even if it's a bad signing, I'd rather Arsenal be willing to spend money to go for it. Wow. <laughs> than to not sign somebody like just to continue to sign kind of like, you know, not for nothing, like Lucas Terreras and Ginduzis and Leno, like kind of patchwork things. I know I'd like a player. to try and like jump the line. Does that I know make sense? A player, I know a player you could get back for a nominal fee. You take care of his wages and I'll take him back. I'll bring some magic here. Uh, the stat the, the stat department actually dug up an interesting <laughs> stat. Uh, Ozil has so far finished this season with two assists. Sanchez has three assists. Wow. Yeah. Who, Premier League? Who's really winning the trade? <laughs> Good Lord. That is that is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Uh, leave the goals tally aside. We're talking assists. Ozil's supposed bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not big as big as campaign. You know, I, I also... I, yeah, you can't really talk about minutes for Sanchez, but that's, relative, that's production relative to his other other campaigns. You know, I, it, it was it was it was sad for me to not see him get a a chance to really establish any run of form. Maybe that's me giving Ozil a little too much credit, but you know, I, I do want to call I'm, out. I do also want to call out your soft spot for Sanchez because I want to let the listeners know that you you smashed a bet on Sanchez scoring the winning goal against Chelsea, and it warmed my heart. It warmed my heart. You almost gave me hope. I thought I did give you hope. I bet on yeah. I bet I bet on United heavy that game. Well, they played so good in the first half. They did. I should have just waited five minutes. I could tell five minutes in the second half they were they just mailed it in. Yeah, they yeah they gave up. Um, uh, Arsenal. Other my one last thing I think 
was would you say Ramsey was your player of the season? Because they did that whole like going away ceremony in a very I, Arsenal fashion yeah. after a heartbreaking draw that would leave them out of the Champions League. They were like, "All right, guys, stick around. Yeah. We got to do this thing." Yeah, so, what a, I mean, what a well, shitty way to send them off. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, it. it so Welbeck, Check, Wilshire, yeah, whatever. I mean, that was all like writing was on the wall. Check's retiring. Ramsey is the one who's like that feels like a loss. He had the grit. He had the grit. He played for the badge. He seemed to make Ozil better. He seemed to make Lacazette better. He seemed to make Aubameyang better. There seemed to be he he was the guy who made the run out of the midfield. You know, Ozil was you know always drifting into space. Ramsey was very very direct, and he had the skill to pull it off. Uh, you know, I stand by. I don't I don't know all the decisions behind this, but if the wages that Ramsey is getting or what he was demanding from Arsenal. I don't think he's worth that. I don't think he's worth that. But I think that he proved his worth, generally speaking, to Arsenal with how they've performed since his injury mm-hmm. and kind of the run of form they were in when he was in a good run of form. He was incredibly valuable. He's going to be hard to replace. And that's another reason I think that Arsenal needs to kind of make a make a play for somebody, you know, like Bruno Fernandez from Sporting. Or, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a more of a shiny name that I'm not sure would pan out. Uh, a Hamas Rodriguez type or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that they need to go and replace somebody who has the industry to get forward, the creativity to get forward, and the ability, Awobi, to get forward and do something positive. Uh, you know, I think that Arsenal's missing all of that. And the other our other options are 19, 20 years old. And I'm excited about them, but that's not going to take us to the Champions League. Reese Nelson's not going to come back from Hoffenheim and take us yeah. you know, deep into the Champions League. You know what I mean? It's not. It's just not... As of right now, not going to happen. Right, right. Oh yeah, I, th- I think Arsenal's future is bright. I really like the young, the young people that have been coming up. But, um, but yeah, it's it's uh, not for now, man. I'm 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 staying. I'm trying to stay positive until the Europa Europa mm-hmm. season's over. So yeah, I'm already know. gonna I'm gonna drum up the storyline that it's Hazard's last game for Chelsea, and he has something in it to win. So uh, you sleep on check though. Sleep on check. Oh. Last game ever, too. Old Helmethead against his old club. He loves a good penalty shootout. Mm. Hadn't saved one in years until he did. Until he did. All right, you want to get to the fun stuff? Yeah, let's hit it. All right, whose man's is it anyway? Starring Drew Carey. Uh, This first one, okay, so here's, here's the qualifier. Everyone in this batch, I got five for you, they've all been named before. It's your classics. Okay. Uh, this first one, I know you're not going to get it, but I think uh, I'm goddamn and I'm just going to read it to you anyway. Uh, I couldn't be more chuffed if I were a badger at the start of mating season. I'm going to go Louis Van Hall. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but uh, I wondered if it did sound familiar. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember the, the hamster cock guy. But uh, this was another absolute platinum greatest hits from him. Mourinho was no, no Ian Holloway at Blackpool. Oh, Ian. Okay, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It's a, chuffed is a British phrase, but I was I was trying to think of who we'd done before. Oh yeah, no, I forgot he just, about him. He loves the complete his wild card. His sexual animal analogies are second to none. Yeah, I mean that's that's why he's the goat. All right, zero for one. All right, uh, this next one. This also might sound familiar. In terms of tone. Okay, here we go. It is omelets and eggs. No eggs, no omelets. It depends on the quality of the eggs. In the supermarket, you have class one, two, or class three eggs. And some are more expensive than others. And some give you better omelets. So when the class one eggs are at Waitrose and you can't go there, you have a problem. I'm going to be very upset if this is wrong, but that sounds like vintage Arsene Wenger. Oh, no. You put your foot in it. No! It's, it's Mourinho, and I thought <laughs> I thought you would get that one because he remember the blankets rant. Oh yeah, I mean oh, yeah, he's the I mean, king. These are good because they both say what Wenger said. Yeah, Wengers are usually a little more sexual. Yeah, Wenger talks about people shagging his wife. That's his. <laughs> that's his mo. If someone it's is the, at the window the... talking to your wife, you have to ask questions. <laughs> it's like uh, Wenger. I asked you about why you lost two 0 <laughs> <laughs> that was not the decision of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, yeah, this just Mourinho. I didn't realize he had so many run-on um, supermarket analogies. I mean, it's a great way just to confuse the reporters mm-hmm. after yes. getting slammed by stuff. Yes, absolutely. Okay, here's one. You can speak about spirit or you can live it. We took the team out to the lake in Sweden where there was no electricity. We went for five days without food. <laughs> Is that Van Hall? That's Klopp, baby. God, no. I, as soon as I said Back Van in his Hall, German wanted, days. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to switch back to Klopp. That That's was, a Jurgen uh, bomb. God, I'm, pull, I'm pulling a Mustafi on this one. Oh, yeah. for three. All right, well, let's even get one. We got two left. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, there is no pressure in football. Bird flu is pressure. You laugh, but I'm being serious. I'm more worried about the swan than I am about football. <laughs> um, the swan, elegance. I'm going with Wenger. No, you keep smashing the Wenger button. It's not Wenger. Ah, it's Mourinho. Been, it's Mourinho again. <sighs> He's You're doing so a good cr- job of like not giving me the ability to say, "Well, there's been one Mourinho, and now I, this one was a, this one was a uh, this was a heat check for me." And who's man's? I'm gonna try and get off the pine and not do a full Mustafi on my last one, though. Yeah, I'm gonna no. try and I'm get it right. You gotta get get above get right, a, get it tight. a goose egg goose egg average. But yeah. um, okay, get this right, last one's tight. this last one's kind of problematic, so <laughs> uh, that's why I saved it for last. Okay. There, <laughs> They're like the Chinese in business. They see what people... <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> They're like the Chinese in business. They see what people are doing and copy it, except with more money. Okay, that is 100% Wenger. Nope. God <laughs> you just, damn it. He smashed Wenger way too many Well, he times. was always bitching about how people had more money. Oh, yeah. No, this one's Klopp uh, talking about Bayern. Bayern uh... copying, copying everything that Dortmund does. Jeez, man, that was a pretty ugly who's man. Yeah, so it turns out there was no Wenger. I, I do respect the amount of times you smashed it, though. <laughs> <laughs> my, hitting the buzzer. Yeah, my roulette game and my who's man's game are remarkably similar. There's, there's been a downturn, yeah. Well, that was who's man's. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. There will be much more to come, although I think I've exhausted all the clock quotes. But sometimes oh, we'll, we'll I find like, more. Yeah, there's always there's always money in the cloth stand. So, <laughs> all right, let's oh, round it out with uh, <clears throat> let's round it out one today. Uh, which one? After the game, I'll see oh, if was I can it find like it uh, the boys are asleep and no, the, like the kids are asleep and the boys were amazing or something like that? Yeah, I'm. Uh, oh yeah, I told the boys before it was impossible, but because it's you boys, we have a chance. It's 10 past 10. The children are probably in bed. These boys are fucking incredible. I've seen James Milner crying on the pitch afterward. Find me if you want. <laughs> it's pretty good. Find me. <laughs> Find me. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. We got Kiki D. Stormy. And it's a homework edition because I'm not coming in with any heat right off the bat. But I want you and all the listeners at home, we'll put this on the social. I want you to give me your team of the season, best 11, Minus the top six sides, only two max per e- per each team. So effectively, you're not just able to pick wolves. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So I'm basically picking seven through twenty. My eleven. Yes, two max okay. per team. Two max per team. Okay. And no that doubt. goes to you. That goes to me. We'll do a live reveal in our final episode of the regular season, and I think. We'll put this out on social. We'll pick our favorite of the fan submissions. You guys can hit us up on a DM, slide right in. The water's mm-hmm. just fine. And we'll do a pick of the litter, like our favorite one. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. All right. Andy's not the only one with homework. Let's take it on. Yeah, we got the one one more uh, one more weekend, James. Are you calling it? You calling it? Who's the winner? Ooh, I mean, City's not losing to Brighton. As a matter of yeah. fact, they're not drawing to Brighton either. It, it They've come too far. Yeah, but they must win. They must win. Here's and the also- problem. I have so much respect and just awe in, in what happened today, Liverpool-Barcelona, that I, I'm i going to wake up with the hangover that I realize that, that Liverpool still has something to play for, whereas I really loved the reality of them coming so close across the board and just getting it ripped away from them. But they very much have something to play for, which is yep, why I think cities, 
City's even more likely to take the title. Who you got? In a month's in a month's time, yeah, month's time is Champions League final. Hopefully, Europa final features uh, features Arsenal. And, but um, yeah, I got I got I got City winning that. Uh, despite what uh, what Liverpool's been able to do this season, just unless City. Glenn Murray has a bl- has a blinder. And let's be real though, Liverpool's got Wolves. That's not an easy that's not an easy dub. So uh, City City might even be able to win this with a with a draw. Um, oh yeah, and is but- it? And just 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 to play just to play this game, um, they're one point apart, which means the only way they'd be level on points is with a Liverpool tie and a City loss. The goal mm-hmm. differential four right now. Mm-hmm. That would mean City would have to lose by four. Yeah, that won't be happening. So I think uh, you just gotta. I, Liverpool needs a win and the City loss or draw. That's the only way it's gonna happen. I think it would be dumb money to bet against either of those teams not winning. Yeah, Liverpool at home. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna at least put the pressure on. Make City win. I think. Oh yeah, they're flying. Uh, and, and, and then the form they're in before the Champions League final, like that, mm-hmm. they're gonna put on a show. I think. I think they'll, they'll really assert themselves. Yeah. All right. You don't well, think uh, you, th- you think Arsenal's swinging that eight point uh, eight goal differential? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Don't don't tight tight tight. Okay, cool. Well, that about brings us to the outro. Um, thank you, Patrick. Thank you, listeners. You guys made it basically through to the whole season. We got one more for you. And I think next episode we can rattle off some of the uh, formalized off-season, off-season cadence ideas uh, just to keep some content going through the uh, through the heat wave. Uh, Pat, you had a good one about uh, Ask Me Anything, fan edition. Yeah, yeah. Um, ask us anything. Literally anything you want to know. Um, Literally anything. Hopefully soccer-related, but we will answer any questions. We want to... Uh, we want to engage with you guys. You know, if you're listening this far into the podcast, like truly, you don't know how much we appreciate you. This is just really, really amazing that you choose to listen to us for this long. And if you have questions, we want to be able to answer them. Um, w- w- any anything that comes to mind? Would you rather's? Um, Ooh, yeah, no. Uh, the a pick on between open. certain, yeah, any anything. Try and keep it soccer. Try and keep it Premier League, but we'll answer anything. And then we have some really cool content ideas for the summer. Uh, so definitely, definitely be sure to smash that subscribe and get the next episode. Couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. All right, y'all take care. We'll see you for the final episode, week of May thirteenth.